0: Welcome along to a Bleep radio show on NTS. My name is Margot Didsbury and I'm going to be here with you until 6 o'clock. And I have a very special guest in the studio today, Mr Mark Fell, aka SND, and also Sensate Focus. Um, He's going to be playing us some music over the next hour. And then we also have Dave Monolith coming in from the Reflex fame so I hope you continue to tune in. Right now you're listening to a track by one of Tricks Point Never from his brand new album Out On Warp. The track's called Zebra. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. It's a bleep.com NTS takeover. Right now you're listening to a track by the field. It's from the new album Cupid's Head Out on Compact. And before that was a track by Hureco S, if I can pronounce that correctly. It's out on Software. And we started off with a track by 10 Tracks Point Never. Absolutely an incredible album. I implore you to check it out. So we've got Mark Fell in the studio. Very, I'm very honored to have it to have you here. Thanks very much for coming in. Hello. Um, hopefully, this uh, microphone situation will, oh, yeah. will work. You
1: um, asked a question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hopefully, we won't bump heads. Um, so, Mark Fell is in London today because he's playing in Hackney Wick. Um, he's going to be playing under his guise of Sensei Focus. So, I thought we'd just start off uh, a bit about that. Um, tell me what the words Sensei Focus mean.
2: It's actually, I think it's from some kind of sex therapy technique um, to do with, um, it sounds a bit kind of mental, but it's to do with um, kind of sexual activity. I think the well the words are from this kind of process developed for couples who are having kind of emotion like relationship problems, and I think the the thing that it, it kind of uh, encourages you to do is touch each other but avoid the genitals. So it's kind of like, uh, I, but I, I I kind of chose the words just because I like the words. It's not actually anything to do with the sex that so, yeah, um, I mean, I guess the words themselves kind of place an emphasis on the sensation of the sound as opposed to kind of it being for a purpose or, something, or towards a specific point or goal, So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I chose it.
0: Right, so that is about the name. Um... Because SYNSEC Focus is the project, but it's also a label. Um, how, do you, how do you explain that? To, um... Well,
2: what happened was that Peter Rayberg, who runs Editions, Mega, asked me to start a label. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So I'm kind of looking around for things to put out, and the deadline for the first release is kind of approaching. And I'm thinking, oh, it's like, I've not actually got anything lined up to release. So I just decided to make the first release myself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened. And then I thought, well, now I've done one, I ought to do another. And then, so kind of essentially what's happened is that I started off doing them on my own and, and now I've kind of started doing collaborative works with various people. And then from then on, I'm just going to kind of try to release work that don't involve me. Right. And so in that sense, kind of aesthetically, it kind of becomes less focused.
0: And um, so the, who have been the producers you've been working with and who? how did you go about choosing them and what inspired you to work with them? Um, just
2: Well, the, f- the first one was Winston Hazel, who was the guy who was in Forge Winston's, for which was the first record on the records. Um, and I'd always been a fan of Winston's kind of style. Which, you know, he's from Sheffield. So, so I can't, we had kind of mutual friends. And so I just kind of suggested to him, look, I've got this thing. Yeah yeah, so he came round mm-hmm. to our house with his family and got and then like we kind of discussed work and mm-hmm. um the the other one was with Matt Steel, who was Matt Steele, who's the guy who I did with. And then the third balanced one was with the Sassy with Matt Steve, who was also his mm-hmm. so I was over at his house visiting his wife. And I was doing an art project. And I just suggested while I was to So really, it's a case of choosing people who's what sort of kind of respect, but also it's a matter of well like, mm-hmm. who's around. Like I did start doing, you know, Bill Pooley, got some. i Bill was. Bill was an of for a and we started doing a right, you know, so maybe me yeah, and Bill yeah, it's just, it's, it's meant to be kind of almost like a sketch pad, as opposed to like, oh, you know, have got to mind in mind, this stuff is meant to be quite different based on the job and really mm-hmm. quite so focused around the sound, because mm-hmm. in my own work, that's kind of quite kind of strict. You like, know, I, mean, I have not very focused approach for example, I don't I think you of or things like that. Right. So like, for the sense they focus, they've actually managed to Right. Just because the kind of genre almost uh, mm-hmm. And also I use bass lines for the first time. Mm-hmm. I've been making music for about fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen years or at I've never used Right. Because basically I'm rubbishing on
0: bass lines. Right. And and bass lines seem to be also intrinsically uh yeah. Fused with doing uh, things for the dance floor, right? And I think that's what it sounds like the Sensei Prophets project is, is yeah. geared more to the dance floor. What, what's your reasoning behind that?
2: Well, all my all my records, all, all the folks we've my records, are responding to the music that comes about the in that kind of dance floor context, but not necessarily made for that context. Um, and I think there's... I think. <laughs> sorry. I think, so I think the same is true of the Sensei focus stuff. It's not necessarily for the dance floor, but it's of that. It's kind of dealing with that whole context and vocabulary and production techniques. And, um, but yeah, it's not actually meant to be music that you can kind of dance to and get excited about. I'm not really into excitement as a result of music, so uh, it can be quite problematic for a lot of people. Right. Like, for me, I always kind of enjoy the bits where it's like, is this kind of slight rubbish, if you mm-hmm. um, Because I think those are the bits where you're actually having to really challenge kind of your own aesthetic and prejudices. Mm-hmm. So like, um, but I find this in a, in a lot of work that I respect, like um, like when I first listen, I think, oh God, this is a bit, this doesn't seem to quite work, there's something a bit grotesque about it. Mm-hmm. And then the more you listen to it, the more you think, bloody oh, yeah, hell, that's actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the state that I try to do in my stuff.
0: So therefore, um uh, maybe not being uh, all about the excitement. You're playing tonight in yeah. Um What are we? What are we going to expect? Are you going to try to be breaking down this house, or what? Do you well, from a like I like? really,
2: I really like the sounds that you use you know, it's not like I'm coming from this scene as a kind of observer of pub music and being kind of cynical about it. Like I actually grew up in Sheffield being quite a, a you know the, the kind of house music protector music culture was quite quite a central thing to my life at that point. So it's like I'm kind of thoroughly from that kind of scene if you know. What I mean. So it's the first thing is it's not like some kind of critical comment on I actually really do love that kind of music. Um, so the first thing I try to do is, is make the sounds themselves really enjoyable, just the sounds, so like very nice percussion sounds and very nice chord sounds. But then the patterns are kind of slightly you normal, know, if you see. Um, And I think the reason I do that is because I actually prefer those kinds of rhythmic structures, than kind of just straight. So it's not like I'm trying to piss people off, <laughs> but at the same time I'm just not—I'm trying not to just replicate that kind of uh, familiar form. So.
0: Okay, well, um, I hope everyone has been able to hear this quite well. Um, maybe a little bit on the quiet on the microphone, but. Um, Mark is now going to be playing us some music from his laptop, a little bit ad-hoc, but... Um, yeah,
2: this first one is a guy called Gabor Lazar, who's, a, I think he's just graduated from somewhere in Hungary or something, Budapest maybe. Right. So he's a really young guy, this is unreleased, and he sent it to me recently, and uh, I think it's really good, so uh, shall I just... Press play? What I'll do is I'll press play and I'll, I'll fade it up. Yeah. To try now? Yeah.
0: yeah we'll see if it works yeah, yeah so there yeah. you go, <laughs> having um, some microphone set up situations um, so Mark, tell us about what we've just been listening to
2: So that was a track that I did with Terry Temlitz who's also known as DJ Sprinkles and Terry was uh, killing time round at my house last winter I think or maybe the winter before and we kind of made that uh, while I was here and actually that what I forgot to mention was that that record was the thing that I kind of reworked to make to start the Sensate Focus oh, right, project. Okay. So the first release that I did was a, re- a kind of reworking of that. But what I thought I'd play next is uh, a record that I got. When is it out? It came out nineteen ninety three, mm-hmm. and this is from I think it's from Toronto. And the chord sample on the track I've just played that I did with Terry is taken from this track, which is actually a much, much better track. (laughs) So this is the kind of thing we were trying to copy, and you'll see how how bad a copy we actually made when I play it. Shall shall I go now with that?
0: Do it. So, you're listening to a bleep.com radio show on NTS. Um, We have a very special guest in the studio, Mark Fell, and he's playing us some tunes off his laptop. Um, What was that that we just heard?
2: That was called uh, Length of Time by Stephen Malinder, and Stephen Malinder is one half of Cabaret Voltaire. And I think that is the only solo record that he made. I might be wrong. And that was uh, 1982 on a record label called Fetish Records. Right. It was quite a, a good label back then.
0: Um, a, a little note here, listeners, um, Max, iTunes here, he puts in the year of release on every single album that he has <laughs> in his iTunes. Um, well, not
2: all of them. I'm still going through some of them, but, yeah, I'm kind of quite obsessive about what happened when, sort of. Yeah. So it's nice to know just if you're playing a record when it came out. Maybe you can do uh, it
0: in time progression and never go backwards.
2: Yeah, I once did a DJ set like that. Really? And it was yeah. It was kind of all house music, kind of just charting the progression of Right. Uh, well, my kind of personal interest through house music sort yeah. of Uh yeah.
0: Great. Okay, and then so moving forward, we are about to listen to a track by
2: This is Evol, who is uh this guy, rock from Barcelona, and actually another guy called Stephen Oh I forgot his surname, I think Stephen Sharp from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And they collab- collaborate on this Evo project and this is called Proper Head Shrinker and it came out on editions Mego, I think a few months ago, pretty pretty recent anyway. Okay, cool. Shall I press go? Do it. <laughs>
3: Read, 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 read. Yeah. <coughs>
0: Well, um, Max says, do I have a question um, so we can talk about it? I wanted to know what that was. VPP.
2: Well, I actually thought it was Vicious Pink Phenomena, which they used to be called, but I just found out it's Vicious Pink was the name that they used to re- for that release. Right. So okay. Vicious Pink, and that was called Can't You See? Okay. And, and that it was, was 1984. Right. Um, okay. That record, when I bought that, there was like the, the kind of end of one side was all the samples that had been used in the construction of the record. So I think, I don't know if I got a sampler then. I mean, I think I got my first sampler by like maybe night, maybe like 87 or something. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the first records that I took samples from. Right, and but you were uh, saying
0: you're not really a sample-based musician. You're more into your synthesis,
1: right? Yeah,
2: not these days. I mean, for me, sampling is kind of like it's kind of like taking a photograph of something and then when you're piecing it together for me it becomes almost like a process of collage Mm -hmm. when you're working with samples so what I prefer to do although I kind of sample percussion sounds a lot because I kind of like the sound of them Mm -hmm. um, the the other sounds I tend to use synthesis and I kind of prefer synthesis because it's like you can really well each synthesis method has a number of ways for for transforming and dealing with the sound, so mm-hmm. like in analog subtractive synthesis, the popular thing is to have a filter and make it go. Mm-hmm. Or in FM synthesis, you have ways of dealing with sound that are very different to that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's more exciting than just what can I do to a sample, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, but in those days, um, I had I had a sampler, and I could only ever afford one piece of equipment at a time. So mm-hmm. I might have a synthesizer for a few months save up enough money to get a different synthesizer or a computer and sell the previous one to get the new thing. So I always only add one piece of equipment at Mm -hmm. a time Uh, and like these days now I only ever use one piece of equipment at a time to make music. Um,
0: And so what are you using right now?
2: Well actually I use this synthesizer called Razer, I use quite a lot, which was developed by the record that I. Coincidentally, was planning to play next. Okay. This guy called Aerosmith uh, developed Razor for native instruments, and um, I started using it because he asked me to do some presets for it. Okay. Uh, which were all rejected by the company. Right. Uh, so I was quite pleased about that. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Aerosmith also makes really fantastic music, and um, he's not released anything for a while. Let me just try and. Find something by him.
0: This is Aerosmith, everybody. Aerosmith, um, yeah, not, not Aerosmith. No. <laughs>
2: um. What's the really good one? Oh yeah, this one. So this, this. uh Shall I just go ahead and play it? Yeah. I mean, this go is ahead. this is by Eric, aka Aerosmith.
0: And the track's called "Stiff Neck." Yeah. All right. All right, so that was a track by Aerosmith. Um, and coming up now, I think, is a track by Turo Rococo Rot. Why have you chosen Turococo this? Turo
2: Rot. This is a track called Micromanaged, which was off their first album, Vehículo. And there's a kind of interesting story to this, that when I uh, this group project to do with Matt Steele called SND, we kind of... Uh, one weekend, I went to uh, London. I kind of found someone with a studio in London wanting to put a record out. This is the kind of story of how s start, by the way. So <laughs> the first weekend, I took this guy from Sheffield. I said, let's make a 12-inch. We made this 12-inch, and it wasn't very good at all. So I thought, oh, no. So the next weekend, I said to Matt, look, will you come down to London this weekend? And This guy's got some money to put a record out, and we can do a 12-inch single. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like down there, and it it just wasn't working. Thinking, oh god, like this is really bad. And then in the background, we played this track by Turakoko Rot, micromanaged. And what you'll hear is we've made an entire career out of just copying this one record, (laughs) which is quite good. So I'll play that now. Okay. And thanks to Turakoko (laughs) Rot.
4: fly right, 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 fly fly right, 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 fly right. Yes, lie 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 all
0: right everybody um so Mark Fowle is about to go home and have a bit of a nap before his show tonight at Hackney Wick. Um, So do go check that night out if you are around in London tonight. Um, Thanks so much to you for coming in. It's been an absolute absolute pleasure and absolute uh, legend, I think, in the studio, Mark Fowle, SND, Sensate Focus. Um, Thank you so much. Um, Coming up next is Dave Monolith, who's in the house. Um, but I'm gonna keep on playing my um, One of Trick's Point Never tribute day because uh, the album's out on Monday, out on Warp Records. So I'm gonna play a track by him, and then Dave Monolith is in the studio. <laughs> So, as you can see, it's one of point for other day. It's a track called Problem Areas. We've got Dave Monolith now in the studio. Um, welcome along, Dave. Hi. Um, Dave Monolith is um, an excellent individual uh, re- releasing Thank out you. on uh, Reflex. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say, um, apart from welcom- welcoming you along, uh, there's some people in the Warp offices that think you're fixed Twin. Um, I'm just mm. going to confirm now it is a fixed twin. <laughs> He's here in the studio with me right now.
5: Yeah. Yep, that's me.
0: <laughs> uh, it's not a fixed twin, but um, Dave Monolith um, releases out on Reflex. Um, also releases tracks um, under the name of Photo Dementia. He's playing in London tomorrow night.
5: Yep, tomorrow. Uh, for part of the Block.
0: Yeah, Block yeah. has been revived. Uh, long may they live. Um, yeah, so. He's going to play us some tracks. And is it your own original music or what are you going to be playing?
5: Um, just a blend of my stuff and other people's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Um, we'll take it away. Um, just to remind you all, it's a bleep.com radio show on NTS with Dave Monolith. Take it away. So, um, you're listening to a mix by Dave Monolith. Uh, what have we just been listening to, Dave?
5: Um, that was uh, Remote um, Public... something.
0: On um, Meanwhile Records, right?
5: Yeah, on Meanwhile Records. Public Service.
0: Okay, and then before that was a few tracks of your own?
5: Uh, yeah, the first one was Farewell Frenchman, Urazel, um, Razzelle uh, on We Me Records. Yeah. Me. Um, yeah.
0: I think... Um, Dave has got this fantastic album uh, Welcome out on Reflex So that was the first track um, Yeah from, that's that from that album yeah. Obviously you can Buy it on bleep.com And then there was another track By the label The label was We right?
5: Uh, we Me yeah. yeah They're a Belgium label Okay cool um, acid and Electronica and stuff like
0: yeah. that Yeah And coming up now is
5: uh, The other people place Eye Contact
0: Yeah Eye Contact Alright Bleep.com NTS Okay, so what is coming up next?
5: Uh, the next track is Kuali by Pinch. One of my okay. favourite tracks ever. Ever? Uh, yeah, on Planet Mew. Okay, cool. Take it away. And should start.
0: a Dave Monolith remix of Ultra Demon, um, a.k.a. the man of C-Punk. C-Punk. We've just been discussing that um, in the studio. It is quite a strange uh, phenomenon. um, But it's a great remix by Dave. Uh, And what are you going to play up next?
5: Um, Some photo dementia um, project that I'm part of. Um,
0: Who else else is on photo dementia? Um,
5: Victor Bode and Helen O'Maney,
0: right? And how did you go come about um, collaborating with those guys?
5: Um, they're my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm on I'm on most of the tracks or all the tracks, and the they're like on different ones, mm-hmm. not all together.
0: Right. Yeah. And when did the album camp came out? Um,
5: I don't remember. This I year. I think it was this year. No, the CD one came out this year. Right um the vinyls over the last two years now i think right figure three and figure four yeah maybe there'll be a figure one and figure two what, out,
0: out of sequence yeah okay <laughs> um yeah and going in up in to
5: figure 13
0: going up to figure 13
5: 30
0: okay got it no. <laughs> um okay um so uh play it dave Thank you. Almost out of here Um, Dave Monolith has been in the studio Thank you so much for coming in Dave Thank you for having me Um, It's always late um, Very honoured to have him here And obviously at the beginning of the show we also had Mark Fell So it's been a real treat Um, As I said just now It's the old vanguard and the new vanguard The old school and the new school In the studio So thanks very much for listening and um, being here I'm going to finish off now with a track by special request. Um, It's from his new album coming out on Houndstooth. The album's called Soul Music. Um, Absolute favourite of mine. Um, So do check out the album when it's out in a few weeks. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. It's been a bleep.com radio show and NTS. Um, We'll be back in a month. See you later.